Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. This is Behind the Scenes with Brian, and today I am honored to be joined by my guest Tyree Gray from the Nevada Mine Association. Tyree, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. Such a pleasure to be with you, and uh, hello to all the listeners of Behind the Scenes. Well, thanks. Thank you so much. And uh, where are you joining us from today? Uh, today I am in the great city of Henderson, Nevada, uh, and uh, I actually happen to live in Henderson, which is also plays a uh, home to some of the largest vendors uh, for the mining industry, uh, Cashman uh, Equipment, and is home to Nevada, uh, one of our largest mining operators, corporate offices, barrack offices here uh, down in Henderson. Yeah, that's fantastic. I imagine it's pretty warm down there these days. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it is quite warm. I think today we're uh, projected to be up to about 112, uh, and uh, we've seen temperatures of 117, but one of the great things with that, the Nevada Mining Association is actually hosting um, a drive that we do every single year. It's called Hope for Heat. Every day that it's above 100 degrees in Las Vegas, we actually give to a local charity called uh, After School All Stars. So we try to turn the uh, the heat into a positive thing here in Las Vegas, and we do the same thing in Reno and Elko for the uh, Eddie House and the Elko Boys and Girls Club, respectively. What a great idea. What a great idea. I, I really appreciate that. And uh, Terry, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, maybe in your education? Happy to do so. So uh, I always say my life is what happens when you say yes to random questions. Uh, I began my career as an educator. I worked uh, at an at-risk school in San Diego uh, called Memorial Academy. Uh, and I was uh, in the music department there. Uh, I'm a musician, uh, I grew up. My grandfather actually played on the uh, Chitlin circuit uh, and um, made his way uh, toward the uh, West Coast. And uh, I was born and raised in San Diego and uh, attended San Diego State for uh, undergraduate uh, degree. And you I mean, have uh, grew up in San Diego and eventually moved to Las Vegas. Uh, I'm actually going to celebrate the uh, 20th uh, anniversary of me moving to Las Vegas uh, August 14th. Uh, wow. So <laughs> I've been here uh, for almost 20 years on and off and Vegas and Nevada really have offered me wonderful opportunities. Uh, after working in the education space, when I moved to Las Vegas, I was able to learn uh, uh, the opportunity, earn the opportunity to work in the hospitality industry, where I worked with the Pops Hotel Casino, was part of the opening staff there, ultimately went on to Caesars Palace. And really, that's where I gained an appreciation for some of the um, foundational industries of Nevada, um, being able to work in the gaming sector. But I eventually went to law school. And uh, after graduating uh, from law school, I went to practice at uh, the law firm of Finnemore Craig, which was formerly Jones Vargas. And uh, during that time, I had the unique opportunity to represent Newmont Mining. And when I represented Newmont for since 2015, up, uh, up until leaving the firm uh, to take this job in 2020. So it, it has been uh, one heck of a ride uh, from the career perspective. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. It's uh, interesting that uh, you went from a, a law background to sitting where you are, but it makes a lot of sense too. 
Yeah, you know, one of the things that I saw that inspired me actually to go to law school was in during 2008 when we saw the first economic downturn. Um, a lot of major corporations really looked at uh, those who were legally trained to take on executive roles. And again, the law school background is super helpful in that it really does develop critical thinking skills and lawyers tend to think a little bit differently than, than other people. I'll spare whether or not that's a good or a bad thing, uh, <laughs> though I have my fair share of lawyer jokes to tell if you need some. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I always say it is uh, it was a unique opportunity and a unique training ground um, to, to be able to go into law school and then eventually practice law for a number of years and then take over here as the president. Yeah, that's great. Some of my best friends are attorneys and one of them is also in Las Vegas. So I can I can appreciate that. So Tyree, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Nevada Mining Association? What do, what do they do? Yeah, happy to talk to you about Nevada Mining Association. The Nevada Mining Association has been around for over 100 years, uh, initially established in uh, 1913. And the Mining Association really is the public voice for the mining industry. Um, again, I think when people think about mining, sometimes we actually unfortunately still think about mining from the uh, the 19, early 1900s, late 1800s, um, if you will, context of, you know, some guy walking around with a burrow and a pickaxe. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> today mining is very different. And what the Mining Association is here to do is really to educate and advocate for the mining industry. And we have some pillars that really guide us uh, through our strategic plan, but one of those is really our public outreach, making sure that people understand what does mining do for you. And one of those things, you know, historically, as we look back, pretty much every innovation that mankind has had, uh, you can kind of point back to mining. Uh, whether that's to gather uh, stones in order to make arrows or whether that's to gather uh, metal to be able to uh, cut down crops and different things like that. Mining has always played an, an integral part in uh, mankind's development. And the truth is we have a new role to play and a new role that is very important and time sensitive really in being that first link in the supply chain for the, uh, for the green uh, movement that we want. Again, without uh, mining, we don't have solar panels, we don't have electric vehicles, and we don't have battery capacity to be able to store the energy that we're able to um, generate from a renewable perspective. So again, you'd be having a very strong mining community uh, that really understands how to extract in an environmentally friendly and conscious way um, in order for us to meet our energy goals will be important. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I just recently had an email exchange with a person who told me, she says, Brian, I can't remember if we're supposed to be against mining or just against coal mining. And so I sent her a link to a YouTube video, TED Talk, a young lady named Lucy Crane. And she talks about how we need to mine our way to a greener future. And it just makes a lot of sense. And once she saw that video, she completely changed her mind about, do we need mining? And I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's funny, the more that people get to know about more mining, the uh, more of an affection you grow for it and more right. appreciation you grow for it. And again, I think some of the extraction techniques that were used 150 years ago, I make no, uh, <laughs> no excuses yeah. for those. But one of the things that I always do remind people is that even when you think about the EPA, um, the EPA itself is only about 50 years old. And that should just that should resonate to a lot of people because again everybody knows somebody who's probably over fifty, um, and 
in the last 50 years, we've learned a lot about not only our planet, but the impact that we as individuals have, in, um, let alone uh, corporations and some of the activities that corporations will um, undertake. And so, again, our ability to be able to extract in such a way that minimizes the impact to the environment, but maximizes the utility that man is able to develop or mankind um, is able to um, use and develop from those extractive industries is super important and, and will be very um, vital to us being able to heal our planet. Yeah, fantastic. And I, I probably should have asked you, what what do you do for the Nevada Mining Association? Because I think that's pretty important. So I am the president of the Nevada Mining Association, and uh, that gives me the opportunity to lead a wonderful staff of employees here at the association. Um, we range from uh, having a a person who deals with health and safety, workplace, um, uh, workforce development. Um, we have uh, a government affairs person on staff, uh, membership services, my personal uh, chief of staff as well, who kind of runs the offices for us. But we also have a number of contractors and really, um, I get to really have the opportunity to, to use my leadership skills uh, to be able to help shape uh, how we are interacting with Nevadans and you know, I mean, Americans abroad and, and frankly, um, internationally, because uh, I mean, Nevada's mining community is hugely important to the world. Uh, we are a large producer of, of gold, um, silver, and copper. Uh, we are the silver state, but you know, one of the great uh, minerals that we have here that is really uh, important to our future, but has been relatively untapped in, in Nevada is lithium. Yeah, exactly. And there's there it's a it's a state that's really blessed by diverse geology and a lot of different deposits and things like vanadium, you know, things that are one of the futures of green energy. So it, yeah, it, it's amazing the diverse economic uh, mining wealth is throughout the state. Yeah, and you know we we mine about twenty different essential minerals here um, in Nevada. So a lot of times I think people will pay attention to the silver and the gold, but there is a lot that we're doing here that really does go into your into most people's everyday lives. Yeah, it's 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 almost funny to me that Nevada is the silver state. It's just because Golden State was already taken, right? <laughs> Well, I think, you know, uh, the, yes, the Golden State was already taken, but also, um, you know, gold and silver travel together, um, AUAG, and uh, sometimes they're byproducts of each other, and then also copper. Um, and so it's just interesting to see um, how particular operations will actually sometimes produce multiple minerals just because of, you know, again, that periodic table of contents and the overlap that, uh, that happens within mineral development. Yeah, that's right. And there's a very large uh, molybdenum deposit in the middle of the state that's just waiting to be um, uh, developed. Yeah, so we, we've, you've got your uh, annual meeting coming up and the annual meeting for the Nevada Mine Association is one of the most pleasant industry get togethers that I can even recall. Yeah, look, uh, so we are so happy to get back together again. 
uh, you know, 2020 was was a year, <laughs> and I think we're all very happy to uh, to put 2020 behind us. But we will be getting together. Uh, the Nevada Mining uh, Annual Convention will be happening in Lake Tahoe from September 8th through September 11th. And that's a wonderful opportunity for the industry to get together. Um, this year, we're going to have a lot of platform opportunities for people not only to mix and mingle, but really to have a lot of learning opportunities as well, sharing some of the best practices that came out of uh, operating over the last 18 months. We'll have uh, some great panels, uh, some on uh, environmental uh, consciousness and how we're pushing that forward on our community relations side, some political ones as well. And then uh, they'll even allow me to get up and maybe say a couple of words here and there. <laughs> and so I'm looking forward to that. And um, really one of the most important things that happens during the convention is our health and, uh, excuse me, is our safety awards. And our safety awards is really an opportunity to be able to recognize not only our operators, but also individual miners who have really been contributing to the health and safety of Nevada's mining community. Uh, again, uh, as I said before, because sometimes people think of mining from the old days, uh, sometimes it's really easy to think that mining is unsafe. But you know, we have members with well over a million hours of, of time worked without any reportable injuries. And we take great pride in that. Uh, at the association level, we have a meeting. Every single meeting starts with the safety share. And that's really just meant to drive home the idea that the purpose of, of mining community is everybody goes home at the end of the night and everybody goes home in the condition in which they came in yeah. at the end of the night. <laughs> and so that's really uh, important for us. And we look forward to being able to recognize those safety award winners and recipients and then celebrate the, uh, the modern mining culture. Yeah, and it is too bad that you're limited to the number of uh, awards that you can hand out because there, safety is huge in the industry, and there's a lot of lot of individuals and organizations that are deserving of those awards. Uh, definitely, uh, you know. Again, we, we recognize about forty uh, people. Uh, when the truth is, we could probably recognize uh, twice that much. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so we we do definitely want to make sure we tip our caps off to those folks who uh, will win in 2021. Uh, the people who we didn't get to recognize in 2020, we did actually send out uh, some small little boxes to them that were we were able to show some level of gratitude. But we do look forward to at least being able to call their names again over the stage and over the loudspeaker and have people applaud them for the uh, the important work that they're doing. Yeah, that, that's terrific. And the, the annual meeting is nothing like a normal trade show with booths and that, that kind of stuff. In addition to the business meetings and the awards and the, the uh, annual reports, you've got some really pretty impressive social gatherings, the golf outings and the, the dinners, the cocktail parties. I, I think those are all really important because people can get together and, and uh, just socialize. Ah, most definitely. Look, uh, we mining community believes in working hard uh, and and playing hard, and sometimes if not playing harder, if we can't. And yeah. so, <laughs> um, and so, I mean, the social gatherings are important, right? Uh, the truth is, 
it's nice for us to be able to do this over Zoom and or be able to talk on the phone, but there's a certain camaraderie that's built being uh, in person with people, being able to look at somebody, being able to high five someone. And so we look forward to being able to do so. Uh, we will have hand sanitizer and all this <laughs> stuff um, available because again, uh, we, we know that COVID, is, COVID was real and is real. Um, and we know that the Delta variant is uh, something that all of our governments are paying close attention to. So even though we will be getting together, we will definitely be making sure that we're adhering to the social distancing goals and standards that have been set forward um, by the CDC and, and the state. Yeah, that, that's uh, fantastic and a good idea. And you were talking about uh, the, the high fives and all that. And I've gotten to be really close with some of the people I've golfed with at, the, at those games. And so it really is beneficial for that. Yeah, you know, one of the things that has impressed me about being able to come into mining community is really the people. Um, again, the mining industry is uh, one of the is the highest paying industry in the state, and an average salary of about ninety five thousand dollars. There are about thirty seven thousand families that depend on the mining supply chain. Um, not all of those are direct employees, obviously, but um, everywhere from vendors and contractors to actual miners themselves. And so being able to get together and, and meet with those folks, and I was just, I've been in awe of how welcoming everybody has been to me. Uh, again, going out and visiting in, in cities like Winnemucca and Elko, and uh, I've not had a chance to get down to Ely yet, but I'll actually be doing that here at the end of the month. Oh, um, good. But, yeah, I was, I was just there. Good for you. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But just being able to go out and, and meet folks and everybody's been so kind. And again, there's so much pride. Um, in mining communities uh, because there's an understanding of really what mining means, not only to the state of Nevada, but um, to our country and globally. Yeah, we, we could probably talk for a long time about the socioeconomic benefits of mining in Nevada, that the taxes that are contributed and everything else. Uh, you mentioned the employment and, and uh, indirect uh, social impacts, and it is really pretty impressive what mining does for Nevada. Definitely. You know, really, when you compare Nevada to many of its sister states, the one thing that mining does for us is it, it gives us a rural based community um, that is self-sufficient. And what I mean by that is our rural communities are usually exporters of tax dollars instead of importers of tax dollars. Yeah. Um, and you don't really see that in other large states. Um, usually you see urban areas are having to subsidize some of the rural areas because the earning potential isn't there. Um, but, uh, you know, mining here in Nevada actually allows that to flip, um, flip that narrative on its head. And so it's really nice to have um, a an industry that is able to help the state through making sure that people are gainfully employed in rural areas. And I would say um, business's most important function for us, um, for us as people and, and as residents of Nevada is really the ability to hire people and pay them at wonderful wages that you know takes those folks off of the state's social safety net and allows them to be con contributors to the to the state's social safety net. And I think that's what you see in mining communities uh, again with those really high wages and with the amount of charity that not only our operators but our individual miners uh, undertake um, really does help to um, to to help out the state and make the state uh, be in a better financial position. Yeah, fantastic. Terry, I know you're a busy guy and we're, we're kind, of, kind of coming up against the clock here and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but do you have any uh, key takeaways for us or pearls of wisdom that you could drop on us before we part ways? 
Yeah, well, I, I wish I had a lot of wisdom, Brian. Um, I, I don't know. You, you might have to ask my wife. <laughs> I have a lot of wisdom, but no, hey, look, um, I'm, I'm happy to chat with you and I'm really happy to be in front of your audience uh, today. Uh, the truth is, is mining is good for Nevada. It's good for us as people and it's good for the world. And again, as we look at how we're going to tackle things like climate change, how we're going to look at reducing our carbon footprint. Money has a role to play. It has a relatively large role to play. Um, but there's an obligation for us to do so by extracting um, in an environmentally conscious way. And I tell people, you know, when we talk about mining, particularly in Nevada, sometimes, uh, I mean, again, I'm, I, no subject is off is off topic for me, and I've got time for you if you like to chat a little bit more. But you know, one of the things we see with like the lit or with the iron air project, um, they brought into a little bit of a little bit of protest around some of those projects. And one of the things that I tell folks is. If we are not willing to have extraction here in Nevada, unfortunately, what we're doing is we're almost earmarking our co-signing extraction in other jurisdictions that don't have the same environmental standards that we have here in Nevada. And so I think it's important that we make sure that we are supporting Nevada mining um, and Nevada mine development because of uh, we do it the right way here. We have spent the better part of 40 years uh, developing a very robust uh, regulatory process. And we've spent the, the better part of, uh, of that time uh, working on our reclamation. And we are the leaders in the world and people come around from everywhere to study what we're doing here in Nevada. So I think it's important that uh, us as Nevadans uh, get up to speed on what we have going on um, in Nevada's mining industry and uh, are able to get behind and support that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Nevada's always been in the forefront in the mining regulation. And when I was with a previous company, when we started working in Peru, we took the Nevada mining regulations with us because the, they were way more strict uh, than existed in Peru. So, you know, it's, it, it is beneficial to have that. And, and like you say, you know, I've traveled and I've been around places that have art, what they call artisanal miners. There's really nothing artisanal about them. They're just polluting the environment and and uh, making irreparable damage to the planet. Yeah, you know, and, and again, that's something that we fight against on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's a wonderful, that's why having a robust mining community here in the United States where we can source our things locally, reduce the cost of transportation, uh, but also ensure that the mining activity that is going on here um, is does have a minimal impact on the environment. Uh, again, mining is considered a temporary use of the land because of our reclamation uh, obligations to restore the land back to its initial, um, its original state, um, how we deal with water. Uh, when we pump water from one basin to another basin, um, filtering and cleaning that water and making sure that even sometimes that uh, even though we've taken, we're taking out water that has not been touched, it's still being filtered and cleaned before it's put, being put back into rapid infiltration basins. So, you know, again, I think here in Nevada, we're doing it the right way. And I think uh, all of our citizens uh, should know about that. All of our residents should really know about that and, and be able to be proud and stand up and say, hey, uh, mining in Nevada is, is, is the way to go and we need to make sure we're supporting. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing it right. Exactly, exactly. So I've got to ask you, uh, what instruments do you play? 
<laughs> well, uh, so I grew up playing in church, uh, and mm-hmm. so I played uh, drums, piano, and organ. But uh, I was actually classically trained as a trombone player. So wow. my, <laughs> when I uh, got into fourth grade, uh, I had a wonderful music teacher. Her name was uh, Beverly Tesh. Um, I, I come from very humble beginnings, uh, so my family we couldn't actually afford to rent the instrument. Um, mm. And it was uh, going to be $15 a month for rental. Oh, and uh, Miss Tesh actually only charged me $5 a month for her personal trombone. And uh, when I graduated, uh, she actually gave the trombone to me and she gave me um, the money in which we had put back, um, that we had put, that we paid oh, wow. for the trombone. She gave yeah, it back. Yeah, the, the, the $5 a month times however. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, no, she, uh, she gave it back to me so that I would be able to buy uh, books uh, when I went on to school. So um, I, I owe a lot of why I sit here today to the kindness of people like her. Um, yeah. People investing in me and, and just wanting to see me do great. And so I feel the urge to pay that forward. And, and I, I emphasize with my staff, you know, we're about making sure that we do a lot of community outreach, which is why we do projects like Hope for Heat for after school all stars that focuses on um, after school learning opportunities for kids and for the Eddie House that focuses on um, teenage homelessness. It's uh, it's yeah. really important. Oh, that's great. And I, I love to hear stories like that. So thanks for sharing that. That was, that was really very touching. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, well, thank you, Brian, for having me. And uh, again, I just want to say thank you so much to your listeners um, for supporting Nevada's mining operations. Um, I would be remiss if I left uh, without telling you about a new opportunity for people to show their support for Nevada mining. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is actually a, uh, a new license plate that has been um, developed. Um, some of you may have seen it in the Elko Daily Press, um, but the Nevada Mining Association will be putting a little more um, marketing and advertising around it, but it is a uh, license plate, a specialized plate that uh, showcases mining in Nevada. Um, obviously, there is some level of fee when you have a specialty plate, but we're actually going to be holding a drawing where we're going to pay for the first year for a couple of folks. And so uh, stay tuned for those of you who may be part of the Nevada Mining's Grassroots Campaign. And if you're not, I encourage you to uh, sign on and log in to uh, nevadamining.org and become part of our campaign. But uh, the proceeds from that plate will actually go to uh, scholarships for those uh, for individuals who would like to uh, pursue careers in mining. So it's a wonderful cause. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for coming on again today. Uh, it's my honor to uh, to meet you at least virtually. And hopefully we can we can uh, meet soon, maybe in September. Oh, no, uh, most definitely. I look forward to uh, seeing you uh, in September, hopefully on the golf course. Uh, yeah. Uh, try not to beat me too bad. Uh, my <laughs> golf game is a little rusty because <laughs> we've been a little busy around here at the yeah. association. Yeah. I look forward to dusting off the clubs. <laughs> yeah, well, fortunately, the, the uh, Texas Scramble format is pretty low pressure. It does make for uh, for an enjoyable time so that you're yeah. not continuously looking for balls. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, again, thanks Tyree for coming on here and uh, have a great day and hope to chat with you sometime soon. Same to you, Brian. And please, uh, happy to come by and chat whenever you have a couple minutes. Awesome. Thanks, Tyree. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian.
Until next time, keep on rocking. Well, that about does it. Wraps are all up. Things seem to have worked out pretty good for the dude and Walter. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think?